Brothers and sisters, welcome back to the XX Mormon Podcast. Today, uh, I am Elder Jackson, and we've got Bishop Jensen and Sister Jensen up here on the stand. Um, Bishop Jensen's provi- uh, presiding, make no mistake, he is the, the worthy priesthood leader, the father of our ward. And uh, before we get into our Christmas program, we want to talk about budgets and about how much better the young men's program is than the young women's program. Bishop, do you want to start off by describing what a young men's camp in the holy, sacred West Stake of Calgary looked like for you growing up? Yeah, let me start off by telling you about the camp I got to do the summer after grade six. So I'm 12 years old. We spent um, kind of this winter and spring doing a bunch of fundraisers. The chapel that I attended at was right across from the uh, football stadium in Calgary. And so also we we charged for parking there. And that would also fund our uh, our scout and youth budget. But I remember going door to door, like selling chocolate almonds and all this stuff. And we raised money so that we could fly a helicopter, fly in a helicopter into the Mount Assiniboine Trail and then hike back out. Really? There were only about four, there were only four scouts and only one leader came. But we fundraised to ride a helicopter into the Mount Assiniboine Trail and then hike back out. You did, wait, you did fundraising? Yeah, we were allowed to do extra fundraising back in those days. This really? was when the youth program, was, like the young men's program was run by Scouts Canada, basically. Right, I know the right. church is like divided itself from the scouting program. Right, right. But um, yeah, so we were able through scouting to do extra fundraising. We do bottle drives. Oh, interesting. Sell chocolate almonds, do the church parking. And it was always under our scout troop. And I think that was how we were able to do it. Yeah. Outside of the auspices of the church. So we always had fat budgets for camps and we do these amazing camps. So we did this helicopter fly in. I'm 12 years old flying in a helicopter. That's awesome. Like nobody else I knew that age had done anything close to that. And then hiked out all by myself. And I'm like, I remember starting grade seven, we had to do like a tell, tell us about your summer vacation kind of assignment. Yeah. And I'm telling this story 99% sure all the other kids are looking at me listening to it saying this is bullshit oh yeah yeah like, yeah oh i would be i'd be like tale, there's right? no way there's no yeah. way bishop jensen flew in a helicopter yeah so That's... that was just that was the camp i got to do when i was 12 and the young women whatever the hell they did <laughs> did not compare and they definitely did not report on young women's camp in sacrament meeting which we definitely reported on young men's camp in Sacramento. Isn't that like a weird thing you get back from the camp and, and the first thing the bishop does is like, all right, it's time to brag about how epic the, this camp was. How young much men's it's camp such was. bullshit. Yeah. And then you'd, we'd have to do it again in in combined priesthood right. exercises before you like yeah. broke off. Yeah. So I'm, it's like, okay, now report on camp. And it's like, but we just did that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who was in sacrament meeting is here. Yeah. Why are we doing it again? And it was like, just report on it again. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, Sister Jensen, why don't you tell us about Young Women's Camp and tell us whether or not you flew in a helicopter? I never flew in a helicopter, never went on a plane. I think I drove to every camp. You know what? My first year when I turned 12, it was actually a great girls camp. We went to um, a camp in Washington State that was owned by the church. And I don't know how we could afford, I don't, I don't know how we 
were able to do it, but it was fun. Like it was a long drive. It was about a six, seven hour drive through ferries and everything. But that was actually a really nice camp. And that's the first time I ever knew that like, oh, the church like owns camps around America. Like this is amazing. Why don't we do this every year? And then my other experiences with camp were just on a shitty campground, intense and <laughs> modesty promoted heavily before we, oh, we yeah. had to go. If you brought friends, they had to dress modestly. I still in my head have the modesty song Wait, stuck in my head. What's that the modesty goes, song? Do your shorts hang low? Do they cover to and fro? Can you pull them up to here? And they still go down to there. Can you sit cross-legged and not feel naked? Do your shorts hang low? What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. That's so So funny. crazy young women's leaders like putting that in our heads and um yeah but you got to leave the country though that's pretty because i don't like i i don't know if that's normally allowed because i remember growing up my sisters would tell me that they would be planning young women's camps and they were only allowed to be within like a certain radius yeah of of the area and uh, but then the young men didn't have a limit like we were allowed to go wherever we wanted Whenever, whenever you did things during scouting, you could kind of override these. The church That was how our rules. stake always got around it because okay. you weren't supposed to go out of province, I think. Okay. But we'd, like, I was too young for this trip, but they would do the Broken Islands, which is just off of Vancouver, the west side of Vancouver Island. Yeah. And they'd sea kayak the Broken Islands, and it was out of province, and it was always a controversy because the church rules were you had to stay within your province, but the scout rules were do whatever the hell you want. Right. And so right. They're like, this isn't a church activity. And then because they'd fundraised through scout Canada, it was scout like, Canada's using the money. Church budget. Right. This is all scout fundraising. Right. But then they like, it was weird. Cause I remember the scouts would do the bottle drives. Yeah. So we'd have to send the flyers out one Saturday morning and then pick the bottles up the next Saturday morning. It killed two Saturday mornings. Yeah. And then we'd have to go always do the parking for, uh, for Calgary Stampeders games, and that would kill like a Wednesday night. Yeah. But then they would share some of that fundraising money with the young women. Right. And I remember, because like, I just remember like around 12, 13, we just had some witchy young women who'd be like, girls are better than boys. You guys suck, blah, blah, blah. And we just, we pay for your camp trips. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Like our young women, always, whenever they went on camps, they were always in cabins. And that pissed me off because we'd always be Oh, that camp. made me mad too. Yeah. And I'd, I'd always, like, my sisters would get back and they're like, oh yeah, we had cabins and like nice toilets and everything. And yeah. Like, what the heck? Like I had to sleep in a snow fort. And I remember complaining to my parents about that. My mom would be like, well, son, girls have periods and that attracts bears. <laughs> so they have to be in cabins. And I remember like probably believing that into my 20s. Yeah. Probably until somebody said, I was like, well, when women go camping, don't they need to like watch their cycle? Like (laughs) you can't go camping on your cycle. Can't can't throw it just into the woods. The smell of menstruation attracts wild animals. Apparently, (laughs) (laughs) That was what I was told as a child by my own mother, bless her heart. So Um, my, my last family ward Bishop, uh, he, he had a philosophy of, um, asking for forgiveness later yeah and and so whenever we'd come up with an idea he'd just kind of be like yeah do do whatever if if it's a problem we'll deal with deal with it later and so like we always had guns on camps 
And what? oh yeah, like I remember shooting Tannerite on a young right. men's camp, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, we always did like crazy stuff. And then, uh, yeah, my sisters, there were some points where they had like the leaders who were like five-star camping, right? It was like, they always got a cabin and everything was nice. And then there were some points where the leaders were like the sisters of our young men's leaders. There was like a big family in our ward. And so then they would go and like do the same crazy stuff that we were doing basically. And they would like leave the country and they would do bake sales. And even though like they have nothing to fundraise under, right? No organization, but they were like, we want to do something. So they sold cookies around the ward and, you know, and, and funded their, their trips down to Montana. Um, so they, they got away with some decent stuff, but yeah, usually it was like the guys, we always got to do these crazy things and just had a bigger, bigger budget. We also had now, like know, pizza movie oh, nights sure. too. I know you're a lot younger than me, but did you ever hear the legend of the ward that did the church history visit? No. I'm also in a different stake than you, and we mostly just it, resented you guys. Because probably because we did go like to Nauvoo and upstate New York on a really, scout camp. yeah. And, that and was you a, went twice. I went twice. I could because, not believe that. <laughs> so in young men's, I was in I was in one ward, and our uh, our young men's president actually he's a he's a professor of uh, New Testament studies at BYU now. Actually, oh, okay, but he's just like he was studying history. Yeah. And he planned this really detailed uh, trip through all of the church history sites. Right. And and presented it to the bishop and the bishop was all over it. So I think like my parents had to kick in 400 bucks for me and my brother each just out of pocket. Yeah. And then we had to sell a bunch of chocolate almonds and we had to go do a bunch of bottle drives to kind of fund this thing. But we flew to Hamilton, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And then we drove um, kind of all through upstate New York. We drove to Nauvoo, Illinois, Kirtland, the whole thing. But it was like nonstop driving in church history sites. Yeah. Like it was just crazy. And uh, one of our leaders, the leaders flew out like a day early and uh, and got all the camping supplies because we still camped. Yeah. At all these church, just outside these church history sites. They rented a minivan and then they hit a moose. <laughs> and the horn, like the antlers are coming through the windshield yeah. like six inches away from their faces. They hit the front end, like the, the, I don't know, the chest and head of the moose. Yeah. And then the rest of the body wrapped around the minivan and smashed every other window. So they had to go rent another minivan. Wow. That's traumatizing. It was like a big, it was only two liters, right? It wasn't any of the boys. And then it was like 13 boys and liters crammed into a 14 seater van with all their crap. Yeah. It was just like BO and farts. Oh yeah. And church history sites. So we had like no fun. Yeah. And then. The next year, we moved into another ward in the stake, and they'd heard about the church history trip that we went so on, they, and they wanted to do it too. Yeah. But that young men's leader we had was a lot more fun, and so we only did the big ones. We just did Nauvoo, Kirtland, upstate New York, and we went to the Nauvoo pageant, and we went to the Hill Kimura pageant, and we went to Six Flags. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Never in my wildest dreams as a young woman did I think I'd ever get to go to Six Flags. You got to go fly on an airplane, go around New York, and do Six Flags. Wow. But it wasn't all fun because we, at the end, you end up in like Far West or whatever. Not Far West. You end up in uh, Winter Quarters. Oh, okay. And, and you have to drive north 
to uh, Winnipeg and then fly home from Winnipeg. And oh. so Winnipeg is no treat. Yeah, and driving through South and North Dakota is probably not yeah. a treat. Yeah, so either. like it wasn't. It wasn't all fun and games. Like, right. Yeah, it was very serious. Go to Winnipeg. Oh man! Wow. That yeah, that almost cancels it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Helicopter trip's not worth it now. And then, like the young women are like, I don't know. Maybe they went boating at a lake. I don't know. Right. But it definitely wasn't as much fun. Uh, Sister Jensen, can you tell us about the bishop showing up? Is that weird for young women when the bishop like randomly shows up at young women's camp? Yeah, the bishop always usually shows up. I th- I thought the weirder thing, and I'm maybe it's changed now with you know like abuse allegations and things. But on our camps, um, sisters from the ward would come and be like the cook or the nurse or just like a volunteer, and usually they'd bring their husbands too. And so like, if all the young women were like swimming in the pool, then like their husbands would be in the pool with us, even though they didn't have daughters at camp and stuff. Like, that was always kind of weird. That's weird, right? Like, that how the priesthood has to oversee these young women's camps. Yeah. There was no way a woman was tagging along on our camps. No. But it's totally cool if the men tag along on the... Yeah. yeah. But, like, when camp. a bishop came, the bishop usually came for, like, the testimony meeting or, like, mm-hmm. the talent night portion. And it was always this big buildup of, the bishop's going to come tonight. We need extra helpers for dinner. And, you know, like... That's, like, a weird, like, cult of personality thing, too. Yeah. Like and and it's like, well, we're responsible women, but they do it under the like, but you need like a priesthood leader here. Like yeah. what if one of the girls gets sick or injured? It's like, well, I think the nurse So he can bless know. her? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, you need to take get an ambulance. Like Right. Right. Yeah. So on boy like on boys' camps, when it was just like camping and stuff or whatever, did you guys ever have to do like talent nights no. or no. that's just a Never. girls' thing? It, there was so like always have to do I think at almost every camp I went to, we had to do some sort of variety show or talent show, but it had to be like gospel friendly, obviously. Oh, yeah. And one year, me and my friends, we did a rendition of Michael Jackson's Beat It, but it was just Read It, and it was about the Book of Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, we do testimony meetings but uh, for, sometimes, but from what I remember of the testimony meetings, it was mostly like you'd have – you're, it was more interesting to hear the leaders talk about their missions or something like that, right? Yeah. And yeah. that was... Well, yeah, for us, it was always like this very casual... I think in the dozen or so young men's camps I went on, I think I remember one testimony meeting where like, you know, two people bore their testimony rather mm-hmm. than just the leader being like, okay, so we're going to do the devotional, Jesus loves you. Yep. Like that was it. Yeah, and then you'd tell, like, some kind of... You'd just start swapping campfire stories, so... Yeah. I mean, like, I wasn't crazy about the outdoors, and I wasn't crazy about camping, but I'd say some of my most cherished memories of growing up are these young men's camps. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of fun. And that... I'd say that's one thing that I'm actually kind of sad that I can't really provide that for my kids. Yeah. But even if we went back to church, like, the church gutted the youth programs... It's not the same. So even if I went back to church, I couldn't give them that the same experience, even close on any level is what I, I got out of it. Yeah. Like we did this one camp in Lake Okanagan, or maybe it was shoe swap. I can't remember, but we rented like these ocean kayaks. It was two people to a kayak and we were going to kayak through the lake. Mm -hmm. And the first day our leaders got lost 
And we ended up going like to our last campsite in one day. Hmm. We were going to kind of camp along at different campsites around the lake. So we ended up just hanging out at this lake at, you know, at this beach on the lake for like three or four days. Cause we were ahead of schedule and we'd plan that camp. It was right when survivor was becoming big. So we went like no tents and just tarps and hammocks and stuff like that. And we ended up getting like a big storm one night and it just soaked everything. And we're just like, I don't know, in like our little shelters that we made are like blown away, but we survived it all. And we were just like, we thought it was the greatest thing in the whole world. We had one, we had this one pair in a kayak and one of them was like 16 and played on the football team. He's pretty strong. And the guy in the back of his kayak was like this little weakling and wouldn't paddle and would sometimes just like dip his paddles in the water. And, just and kinda, you just hear them like fighting all day. Yeah. Like, are you paddling? Yeah, I'm paddling. And then he, like, are you dipping your paddle in the water? No. And then he'd look back and they're just like yelling and arguing with each other. And yeah, just great times. We did one like our, our Bishop was a, was a cross country skiing enthusiast. And so every winter camp was cross country skiing. Yeah. Which usually sucked, but you'd end up climbing up a hill, but then taking your skis down, you'd ski down the hill and cross country skiing trails all get these little grooves in them. So you're just kind of like on a track and it's pretty exhilarating. And uh, I remember it ended up being real sunny. And so me and this other guy, we took our shirts off because we were so hot from like the sun and, and cross country skiing. And then we're going on the downhill and he bails in front of me. Oh. And then I crash into him and we got no shirts on. <laughs> and my skis go between his legs and hit him in the face. <laughs> and then we kind of like just start rolling down the hill and cross country skis don't automatically unclip. Right. Like uh, downhill skis. Yeah. Right? So you really get all tangled up. But uh, yeah, just young men's camps were always awesome. Yeah, we had, we had a fun time. Yeah, I'm really happy for you. <laughs> I usually wound up crying on young men's camps. That's usually as as a kid that that was like a big big theme Why? for me. So my my first young men's camp was my birthday's in February. Okay, so right, and it's always on that teacher long weekend, right? That five day right. weekend mm-hmm. in February yeah. with family day, and uh, and so that was when the winter camp was and so the rule was if you were 11 you could go for one night but if you're 12 you could stay for the whole time right right and yeah i turned 12 on the second day and so i got to stay for the full full thing my dad came out with me and we we pile up snow piles and then dug them out we made quinzies right in in kananaskis and so we made these these quinzies and then we put our sleeping bags in there. And in my family, we have one wheat winter sleeping bag and then like a ton of summer sleeping bags, right? Because normally you go camping in the summer. Well, my yeah. dad took the winter sleeping bag. I was left with the summer sleeping bags. Aww. And we thought like, oh, well, if we just double them all up, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. No, no. Like I was like freezing. And I remember sitting in the middle of the night, I'm in this pile of snow, I'm sleeping in the snow and I'm freezing and I really had to pee. And when you really have to pee, you really have to pee more when it's cold. Mm -hmm. And so I like crawl out the front. I was in, um, I was sharing with, with another young man in the ward who's now my cousin, my dad married his aunt. So, you know, but not at the time we were just friends. (laughs) And so I'm, I crawl out. And I poke my head above this little wall 
that we made and this gust of wind. It was like minus 40 outside. Like it was freezing. And I poked my head above the wall. I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm like, I'm holding this till morning. I'm surprised I didn't just go inside the Quincy Uh, because it was freezing. And then, uh, and then I remember, oh, then I I was so cold and I hadn't slept. I woke up my friend and uh, we go to try and find my dad because I I wanted a blessing because I was, I was freezing and not feeling great. Right. We go to find my dad. Well, we found him with the winter sleeping bag inside my friend's dad's trailer. He was sleeping, <laughs> so he was sleeping in a trailer with well, the winter sick. sleeping Sounds bag. Sounds about right. Yeah. So the next night, I, I was like so mad at my dad. The next night. You I, guys did it more than one night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a, like a two night, two nights. Oh, our winter camps here were only one night. Yeah. No, we, we went, we did it. And uh, so I, I tell my dad, I'm like, you're sleeping in the Quincy with me tonight. Like you're none of this trailer business. So he comes in the Quincy and I told him, I'm like, and you're taking the summer sleeping bags. And so I got the winter sleeping bag, perfect sleep. I was Mm -hmm. so nice, so nice. Mm -hmm. And I remember my dad in the middle of the night waking me up and being like, hey, buddy, can I curl up in there with you? Because he was freezing cold. So my dad and I had to share this winter sleeping bag. And so that was a fun camp. We did get mad at one group, one of the wards. It was like a steak thing. One of the wards had like this nice canvas tent and they had cots for all the boys. It was like the rich ward. And they had yeah. cots for all the boys and they had a wood burning stove. And the steak had like a limited amount of wood for everybody, for the whole steak to share. Oh, yeah. And they stole from the steak's pile for their wood burning stove so that they could have a toasty sleep overnight. They had the fire running all night and they made muffins in the morning. Wow. We were, we were furious because we slept in Quincy's. Yeah, we were so mad. But it worked out and uh, good memory crushed the Quincy's afterwards. That was fun. And in the summer went on a canoe camp. That was a good camp. Okay. Where'd you guys go? Uh, you know, um, Milk River? Not really. Okay. So, you know, if you drive on the highway towards Coots, Sweetgrass, right? Yeah. So on the way there, you pass by the town of Milk River. Okay. And there's the Milk River, the river river that mm-hmm. runs around it's a very windy river in southern alberta and then it goes to riding on stone national park have you been to riding on stone no it's pretty cool it's hoodoos oh, okay yeah yeah and uh and so we canoed it was like a 70 kilometer canoe down from milk river the town to riding on stone where we finished mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be done in three days we did yeah. it in two, two because we missed our first like campsite stop yeah. that we were supposed to do yeah. And uh yeah, and so we did this whole whole trip and I just remember being so exhausted by the mm-hmm. end of it and I just like cried and cried. But we did that we did that trip twice and the second time I didn't cry because we stopped at the right place and uh <laughs> and I also knew better what I was doing and I also wasn't my chubby 12-year-old weak weakling self. <laughs> but I think like looking back on these young men's trips and and camps and stuff like that like they were awesome formative experiences that mm-hmm. were just amazing. Yeah. And uh, I can definitely say that's something I miss about the church and then just the way the church has gutted its youth program. Yeah. 
it's not an experience they're going to deliver on ever again. And if I can say there's one good thing I got out of my church experience, it was these young men's camps. Right. And I say the flip side of it is what did the young women do? I haven't got the faintest. Yeah. Cause it definitely wasn't as cool as what we did. Yeah. And ours were always very like gospel centered. Yeah. And yours sounded way more like having fun and adventure. Yeah. And, and do you, I remember my mom talking about this, telling me that this is the way men bond in that talking about dumb gospel shit is the way women bond. Right. Is, is that, that true sister Jensen? I'm not friends with anyone I went to girls camp with. Wow. There you go. Yeah. yeah and I'm still friends with, all the guys I went on uh, most of my scout camps with. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still friends with the the guys I was in Young Men's with. Mr. Brother Lehi, we went on Young Men's camps. Like when he right. listens to this episode, he's going to know. Remember, it. did he do the, the helicopter with you? About. He was on the helicopter with me. He wasn't on the church history one with me. Oh, okay, though. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, we we had a good, I just remember, so I have a bunch of sisters and I always remember them coming back from their young women's camps and talking about their testimony meetings that they had like every right. night. I remember like one of our young men's leaders telling us ghost stories mm-hmm. about like the old house he grew up in yeah. and scaring the bejeebus out of us. Yeah. Like we were absolutely terrified to go to bed that night. That was like our young men's testimony meeting, right? Was Yeah. Most stories. We played video games on Young Men's Camp once. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So our bishop had a cabin in Waterton. Yeah. And and so we went and we just like we played Call of Duty on on Young Men's Camp. Like we hiked all day. We did this big hike and then we went back to the cabin and played Call of Duty. <laughs> I like had my phone confiscated from my camps when I had a phone. Really? I wonder if Waterton hates all the Mormons that go into Waterton. Probably. But it's also like largely staffed by Mormons too, though. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, like all the shops and stuff. Like it's a right. lot of Mormon kids from Lethbridge and Cartston and stuff who yeah. work there. Yeah, I know. I'm just wondering if they're sick and tired of Lethbridge and Cartston kids. I think everybody like is. Every time you meet someone from Lethbridge and Cartston, oh, my cabin in Waterton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it or in montana or in montana that's another big yeah. thing i don't think yeah, yeah like yeah uh, most of my young men's leaders have brothers and cabins in montana yeah yeah, yeah. okay well, sister and, jensen anything else yeah. you want to do to complain about the the sexist treatment of youth camps didn't you have a young women's leader like flash you randomly? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell that story. <laughs> well, it's, it had nothing to do with the young women's program. It was just, I had a leader who was also my, is also still my mom's best friend. She was just sassy leader. And on camp, she just went wild and flashed just one day. What? <laughs> just, just cause. She's like, hey girls, look at this. I'm like, what, what? the fuck? Yeah. But don't you dare do that because that will contravene i'm like wait are we being cool and fun what is this yeah don't you dare be immodest and then it's like go write your journal about your spiritual experiences of the day okay sister so-and-so showed me her mom (laughs) boobs that is so awkward that's so like random yeah well i remember the young women complaining about how like they're like we're on young women's camp with only women 
and they're berating us about modesty. Right. And we're like changing, getting full on naked, changing in our cabins with each other. Right. But then they're like mad if we're wearing spaghetti straps. Right. Yeah. I don't like how on all these young women's camps, like the ones where we did have electricity, like if I wanted to bring a hairdryer, so what? But they'd take it away from me. Wait, they took your hairdryer away? Yeah. Like, I don't know why they were so convinced on having us like rough it, you know, so right. to speak. Like, that is so strange. That is weird because like men just, it's like, yeah, bring whatever you want. Like I remember my dad bring back when mini DVD players were a thing. Yeah. Yeah. My dad would bring those on, on camps. Right. Yep. And so we'd watch it, you know, the whole time, wherever we were driving to, and then we'd usually watch it before we, you know, went to bed that night and it was like 10 guys huddled over uh, a four inch screen watching Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> okay. I remember uh, there was this guy I went to church with um, and he, he had an iPod. Like it was like the iPod classic. Oh, right. Yeah. It was like the big thick one. It was like, yeah. it was, it held like 16 gigabytes, you know, like crazy yeah. huge storage. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and it had the wheel. Do you remember the wheel? Right. Oh, yeah. And the little screen that's like an inch. It's like a one inch screen, right? Yeah. Maybe two. And we, he had, uh, he had Star Wars, the Phantom Menace downloaded <laughs> on there. And so I remember there was one young men's camp. It was in the spring, but then it snowed a bunch. It was at the, yeah. what's that camp called that's like just west of Calgary? Do you know, it's like a scout camp. Like every scout troop uses this camp. It starts with like a G or something. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I just know like we I, we always went to Kananaskis. Okay, yeah. So well, well, the, there was there was this big camp, and they had cabins, and they had you know different places, but all the cabins were taken up. But then it uh, by other scout troops. But then it snowed a bunch, and so then they put us in this like it wasn't really a cabin; it was more of like a rec room that was enclosed and heated, and uh, and so we played we played foosball and air hockey until 12 in the morning and then we watched uh on this ipod nano we watched nice. the phantom menace <laughs> huddled up in our sleeping bags uh and then oh what else what else did we do i don't know we we did a a lot of fun fun little little things like that oh yeah. we we brought a deep fryer on one of our young men's camp like an industrial propane Power oh, deep wow. fryer so and it was a uh, dutch creek have you ever been to dutch creek it was Not like that i can remember so you there's no cell phone reception and it's like crown land so you just kind of go out there and chop down some trees we made our own shelter like oh, we okay. made our own shelter but yeah. then we also de had a deep fryer like it was just wow. yeah it, it was uh this very interesting amalgamation of technology and there was no reception like if you wanted to make a phone call, you had to hike out and yeah, it was, it was fun. It was good times. Sounds like it. Yeah. Our only entertainment on girls camp was doing hand clapping games and songs. Can you regale us with one of those? Like the Miss Mary Mac? Like, what's the Miss Mary Mac? Yeah, Just give all me of those. Number nine. Or like that big booty game. What's the big booty game? It's like, really I've interested heard of this. to know about. Maybe that was a Vancouver thing, but it's like big booty, big booty, big booty. Oh yeah, and then you like call each other's numbers and yeah. Show you guys one time. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, we didn't have any. Did you have camp songs, Bishop? No. No, it's because no. it's a girl's yeah. thing. It's a weird girl thing. Like, because the guys are too busy, like, making deep frying, <laughs> you know, and watching Saving Private Ryan on the portable DVD player. No, we're doing camp, camp songs and mixed with church songs and uh, hand clapping things. It's, I'd say, like, it is weird how much the sex role is getting grained in. Oh, not even totally. camps, just like every activity, every right? Every activity. Yeah. Yeah. Girls' activities are like, write about what you want in your future husband, wear your mom's old wedding dress. Yeah. And write a letter to yourself in 10 years. And, and then, we, and then like, for us, it's some pizza. Of those, but those were like, the manual's making me do this. So can you guys like do this thing? Then we'll get on to something else more fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like all of our activities are based on the personal progress books and becoming mothers. I yeah. I don't think any of us in our young men's group ever got our duty to God. Mm. Like, Neither, like our leaders didn't care. They're like, uh, so Bishop told us we got to do some duty to God stuff. So can you guys set some goals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did Plan do some activities, and it can't be rock climbing. We we did do our chief scout though, like our our young men's group did do our chief scout and then for doing that our leaders uh gave us uh like custom made knives so that yeah. was kind of cool um, i had a i had a leader who the same leader who made up the modesty short song she was talking about how important it was to get your young women's medallion which you get from completing the personal progress personal progress book and she's just like, you know, when my son was getting engaged to my now daughter-in-law, I asked, does she have her young woman's what? medallion? <laughs> <laughs> and she does. And then just cries and, yeah. Oh, I remember. I like, never got mine. I remember when girls would go up and get the young women's medallion. I'd be like, nerd, nerd alert. And they'd be, like, the leaders would have to like dig them out of like the dusty young woman closet. Like, yeah. cause they still come in like the old, like discolored box. Yeah. It's like, Ooh. well, and so I, I remember they changed what the medallion looked like while my sister were in young women's. And yeah. so at first it was like more of like an oval shape. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then they changed it to be like a thicker circle with like a gemstone in it. And mm -hmm. so I remember, uh, when they changed it, it was halfway through my sister's time in Young Women's, and she had already completed the the personal progress, right? She was, mm -hmm. like, done by the time she was 14. And then they changed the medallion, so then she did it again so that she could get the new, the new one. Yeah. I remember seeing those things in, like, the Duty to God Award and all that stuff, and I was like, why do I want to get something that I would never tell a soul about? Right. I would be embarrassed to have this thing. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. There were a few women's medallions like in the 90s. Like, cause I remember my mom had them. I don't, I don't know what they were all for because I think the personal progress one was like a torch with a women's yeah. head on it. Yeah. They but had, then like, there was the also another one logo. that showed like a woman in a dress. Oh, really? You guys know? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, don't I know, know. there's yeah, the we honor know exactly as much about the young women's program as any guy in the church does. It's like that's where they learn how to bake and. So, right? <laughs> like, this is where they learn how to become Stepford wives. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I still can't bake and sew. So, there you go. Wow. That's a, that's a shame. The church, yeah. the church failed you. But really I learned good. how to, hem I, I did learn how to hem pants. There you go. Yeah. Useful skill. 
Do you need your pants hemmed ever, Bishop Jensen? No, I'm very average in height. So everything just fits me. You you're, know what, though? The missionaries who height. went in our basement, I've hemmed their pants for them. Oh, really? Done the service. See, maybe you can hem my pants. I always have to, like, when I'm walking around my house, I always roll up my pants so that they mm -hmm. don't drag on the floor. Just start shopping at Gap Kids. You know what? <laughs> I'm not skinny enough to shop at Gap Kids. <laughs> or Or short enough. I'm just, like... I'm in that awkward in between where like kids clothes would never fit me, but like adult clothes don't really fit me either. I'm perpetually a teenager. Oh, poor guy. No, you just got to shop at like H&M and Zara oh, that yeah. are catered yeah. towards like the more Euro petite size. man. Yeah. The petite Euro man. man. Yes. Yeah, I do. I mean, I shop at Mark's and their stuff fits pretty well. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's where well, this I has got... really spiraled off into a direction okay. none of us wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> speak for yourself. Uh, we're going to talk about fashion this week on XX Fashionistas. Um, I would love to study fashion, honestly. Like, I wish we had like sewing stuff in young men's. I just remember we would be told to like learn how to sew a button, and that was like it. Yeah, for your mission. That I never went and on. That you never went on. The church failed you too. The church did fail me. I did go through the temple though. So I did I did get my pass to the cool movie club. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, well I think this is as good a spot to end it. I know you usually conduct, but I as a bishop will You're you're overriding. Override. I'm also starving, so thanks, Bishop. Right. Um, so we're gonna have if, a linger longer. If you've got a uh, a camp story you wanna share with us, if you wanna rant about the uh the sexism in the church in terms of young women's versus young men's camps, quality, fun, etc. Uh, write us an email at unmormon at gmail.com. Yes, and uh, happy Boxing Day to everybody. That's when this episode comes out. So this was fun. All right. All awesome. right. Bye, guys. In the name hey. of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Amen.